I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to Friends with Friends. And after two special episodes, uh, we are back to normal, aren't we, Dave? Yes, yeah, special uh, implies uh, in some ways better or, you know, <laughs> of higher quality. They yeah. were, as you've heard, inferior quality and with only me and Pete without any guests. Uh, our guest today is looking confused when you said special, Pete. Yes. I mean, it's special because he's here as well. I, I didn't want to sort of talk this episode down in comparison. That wasn't my intention. No, no. Well, I feel like we're back on track. This is basically the start of a new run. Uh, and uh, should we meet today's friend? Yes, yes. So today's friend is the wonderful stand-up comedian and lovely man, Steve Bouget. Hi, Steve. Hey, I mean, I was, I was in a good mood until I just found out I'm an unspecial part of the podcast. <laughs> you brought me onto the, the least important podcast. Yeah, the least welcoming introduction I could have done. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, look, we're back on track now. Uh, Thanks for having me, though. Anyone that's still here after those two special episodes, we can enjoy you. Um, how, how, uh, are you how are you with friends? What a weird, what a weird way of phrasing that how question. How are you with friends? With how them? are you? Not got many. Um, <laughs> the TV show is a big part of my life due to the lack of friends. Yeah, um, quite an irony, that, isn't it, in it general? Is, it the more, is an the irony. Fewer friends you have the more you watch friends yeah i've never thought about that um i having five friends like good friends is not actually that common is it like like they, no. have, they have five friends each well such a, like a rigid group as well like no outsiders yeah well, if you think about that, that that lasts 10 years as well can you name any friends you've got now that you had 10 years ago like a group of five friends that you had definitely 10 not years, no there's, no. there's probably a couple of people. There's that... like, it goes in waves and you have like a three-year wave. Yeah, and then, right. And then a new season. A new <laughs> yeah, season of Friends you come in. Yeah, it's like a reboot. It's like Joe. They want to be realistic. They should have changed the cast every every three years. Um, so how did you choose your episode uh, today? Well, so I've, like many people, rewatched Friends uh, when it went on to Netflix. So I watched it as a when I was younger yeah. and obviously watched it intermittently when it's been on E4 all the time. Uh, but then I, I went from the start on Netflix and I actually realised I hadn't seen some of the early ones. Like, I just missed out some of the early ones okay you know just like the odd little one yeah uh so i really got into just watching every episode intently and i'm a bit of a sitcom nerd so i sort of like started this is really lame but i like write out the story plots and like the beats of the story and stuff because well because like i love writing sitcoms that's what right. i want to do so i like you know like i note down the plots of this each story because each episode's got three stories right yeah. so you just beat it out so i do that for every episode and have like a little uh little essay almost so you've got like a notebook somewhere a with... notebook with all the friends yeah yeah yeah. Which is I, sort not of... every episode but like 
I've done it for like 20 episodes. You're paying even closer attention to Friends than we are. Yeah, but it's from a very sort of nerdy writer point of view. Sure, it's not very sure, interesting. Yeah. But anyway, so when I was doing that, I watched this episode that I'm going to, the one I've picked, yeah. which is uh, series two, episode 22. Yeah. Uh, the one with the two parties. Um, and it's just so perfectly plotted. It's just so well, it all happens pretty much in this, in time. Uh, and it it's just so beautifully put together and the ending all ties together and it just it's pacey and it's lovely yeah it's one of the things I noticed actually about watching it and and made in my notes is how the everything just builds really nicely the yeah. little elements that you and then they all come together in a couple of moments and the story exactly the stories are really simple uh, there's three stories the one major one and then two subplots and they just all come together at the last minute and it's just beautiful it's a slightly different kind of comedy in this episode as well because a lot of it is down to the the farce of having to keep the two people separate isn't it it's a lot of yes. it's quite physical as well yeah well you're right it's farce isn't it this episode mm. it's more almost like like faulty towels or that kind of thing yeah. it's just like physically ridiculous like all the doors opening and you're so, right friends doesn't do that very often no and it's slightly different because the, the, there are uh the three plots but really they all just merge into well, the, the two subplots kind of come off the main plot. Exactly, They're not yeah. separate plots, which yeah. is unlike Friends. Yeah, this that, is so nerdy. But mate, the reason we like to have different people on this podcast is to have different perspectives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And today, look, settle in. Today, we're going in deep. We are going It's not going to be level. funny, but oh boy, it's going to be in depth. <laughs> it's going to be detailed. I mean, to be honest, that's basically the motto of our podcast. It might not be funny, guys, but boy, will we pick it yeah. apart. Yeah. All right, let's do it then. Season two, episode 22, the one with the two parties. Here's the Wikipedia synopsis. Hey, Pete, this one's directed by our old friend Michael Lembeck. Is it? Is- not, um, what was the guy last week? Um, oh, someone- Peter Boners. Yeah, that's it, Peter <laughs> Boners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss that guy, yeah. It's quite a long uh, synopsis, guys, so strap yourselves in. Sometimes they're super short, but here is... Uh, it shouldn't be uh, long. It bloody is, mate. It's five lines. Here mm. we go. Rachel's birthday's coming up and Monica is planning a classy party for her and decides not to invite her father as her mother Sandra is already coming up and the two are at a point in their divorce where they can't stand to be in the same room. However, when Rachel's dad unexpectedly turns up, another impromptu party is set up at Chandler and Joey's for Dr. Green to keep him away from his estranged wife. There's a lot of pointless words in this synopsis that's why it's so long at this stage things start to go quickly wrong when sandra worries after seeing ross fetching things for dr green and believes her daughter's dating a man who reminds her of her father while the guests at monica's party quickly tire of the host sucking the fun out of the event with a dull games and strict rules and begin fleeing to joey and chandler's more laid-back party instead in the end despite a few close calls the six successfully managed to get the couple out of both parties without bumping into each other Flipping neck. But that, I mean, that covers That's what's it. happened. If you, if you haven't watched it recently, <laughs> there you go. You're caught up. All right, well, let, look, let's start at the planning stage because this is quite a chronological episode, isn't it? There yeah. are two little subplots, but it's basically once we start at the party, it's kind of a, uh, it's just one evening we go yeah. start to finish and things spin off as we go. Yeah, there's a scene at the start where it's obviously the day before or something. Hmm. And then, and then after that, it's all on the same night. It's yeah, so on the, Saturday night. The cold open before the credits is in the, in the diner. In the Always diner. good to have a bit of, don't see it much. The, the diner. diner, yeah, the diner era of friends. Yeah. Um, when they're planning this party with poached salmon and food committees and all that. So that's just like a very like... It's just peak Monica. It's just like Monica is yeah. really organised and loves this stuff. That's, yeah. that's all salmon, we really get out Salmon yeah. is shit on all occasions. Like, I, I just... It, salmon's wow. very boring, let alone for a party. And in fact, maybe I feel particularly strong about this because last night I was out and my boyfriend was very kindly doing dinner... And I asked him on the phone on the way back, I was like, oh, what's for dinner? And he said salmon. And I had to try really hard not to sound incredibly ungrateful because salmon is shite. 
Wow, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you, Pete. I, I think salmon's beautiful. Do you? Smoked salmon on eggs is it's quite one of classy. My things to have. It's just quite boring, I think. Can I offer the third salmon opinion just before yeah. we move back yeah. into the episode? Yeah. I love cold salmon of any kind. Yeah. But I'm not into warm, warm salmon. salmon. So sashimi, great. Smoked salmon, great. Yeah. Poached salmon, no thanks. Wow. Grill it. What are your views on salmon stir fry? Nah, waste, a, waste of a stir fry. Have it. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't put something in a stir fry. See, that's what I didn't like to say to my boyfriend, who I hope really, I really hope doesn't hear this. <laughs> it's, it's nice that you hope your boyfriend doesn't take an interest in your career. Well, let, <laughs> so listen to your show. Let your boyfriend know that I like salmon of all temperatures, and I'm happy to eat his salmon stir fry. <laughs> right. uh, so moving away from the salmon, there, there's, there is the so there's the brief period now where they're planning the party, and we get that brilliant friends thing, that classic sitcom thing, where they're naming people that you've never heard of. Yeah. Oh, let's bring Dennis and Enid or whatever. Yeah, who are and they all? What, who are all these new friends? Well, I was going to say this. She has got a lot of friends. Yeah. For someone who's already got five solid friends, yeah. to have that many new periphery friends to just turn to up your party. To come to two, to, to basically make two parties, though. Two parties. Yeah. And they're, they're almost gender split, yeah. which I'm sure we'll get oh. into in a minute. But there's enough girls in the one party just for a good party. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. It is mad. I haven't said that. Gunther is there. So that's... <laughs> That shows you that <laughs> how far the net has been spread. The weirdest thing about this episode, though, for me, happens in this scene when they're planning the party, right? They're in Central Perk and they're doing all this, blah, 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 blah. Joey slept with some of her friends that they can't invite. Hilarious, hilarious. Yeah. Then Rachel comes back from her sister's graduation. Yeah. And this sets up the whole uh, premise that her mum and dad can't be in the same room together. It's been a horrible graduation. They start fighting. Everyone's embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. But... Rachel makes reference to who is hosting the graduation ceremony. Yeah, I wrote this down. Desmond Tutu. <laughs> Archbishop Desmond Tutu. <laughs> they really managed to get a big name for that graduation, didn't they? I mean... Was he a big name back then, though? So, yeah, so I was, try- I was sort of going back through his history, but he was... She calls him Bishop Tutu. Um, he was at that time an archbishop, but he was knocking about South Africa. Why is he in New York at a college think, graduation party? I think that's a lovely little Easter egg that they've Do you think there. they've just knocked it in? A and... little, I wonder if anyone notices that Desmond Tutu's been referenced in this. And probably. I don't think I noticed it the first time I watched it. No. But I, I think that just sailed past me. Yeah. Like a number of the spurious friends details quite often do. Yeah. But yeah, fair play. Also, the way that Rachel just glosses over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. If, if Although she, in character, she would not know who Desmond Tutu is. No, so. but, but Ross would. Ross, Ross, Ross would be like, what? Archbishop Ross Desmond or Tutu? Chandler or Monica or someone would be like, Are you, have you just been with Desmond Tutu? Have you just been with Desmond Tutu? And that's not what you're talking about. You're that just, should be the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we're into party mode, aren't we? That's basically... Straight into the party. Unless you've, in your sort of detailed analysis, have much to say about the pre-party scene. No, I mean, the Central Park is just setting up, Central Park is just setting up uh, that Rachel's parents can't be in the same room together. And just the joke really is that Joey has fucked all of her friends. (laughs) Yeah, again, which we just... (laughs) And this is in the fact, this is the sort of Joey I prefer, because obviously Joey morphs as a character. I can't remember exactly what series he sort of changes, but this is the very much like one dimensional Joey where his character is, he stares at boobs. And he shags women and doesn't yeah. bring them back. Yeah, yeah, Later on, he gets a bit more depth. But Yeah, I mean, he's an, you wouldn't really be mates with him, would you? No, he's no. awful. He's, he's he not. Just, he just bangs your mates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bangs your mates so you can't invite them to your birthday party. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to, to, to go and have sex with your mates, but to then insist that they're not allowed to come <laughs> to, your, to your birthday. Also, 
Another thing to factor in, we've already commented on how many friends Rachel's got at that party. That's also allowing for the ones that Joey's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> there would be more there. Yeah. I mean, he mentions two. Yeah. There could be more. There could be a lot more. I feel like in that situation, he doesn't really have a say over who does and doesn't get invited. Like, if he doesn't want them there because he feels like it would embarrass them, he should be the one who's embarrassed, really, shouldn't he? Right. But yeah. it, 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 it's quite indicative of his personality as well, that he is immature enough at this stage to not not literally want to see these people that he hasn't called back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. So we're here. We're setting up for the party now in what becomes the party staging area. <laughs> yeah. Which is a really nice little uh, premise that ends up happening. Yeah, the dad just arrives. There's loads of really nice lines in this scene. There's there's all the... So that this is where the fast starts, isn't it? They're trying yeah. to bundle him around. There's Joey saying, hey, let's... Why don't you come with me and put your coat on? The yeah, bed. And, he yeah goes, and, she, and he goes, yeah, that's a two-person Yeah, job. exactly. And there's loads of really nice yeah. uh, throwaway lines in that. Then the, the door goes again, and it's Rachel's mum. Yeah. And their cover story for Rachel, so they slam the door in Rachel's mum's face, and Rachel's dad goes, who was that? And they say, it's the Chinese menu guy. Yeah, and then Chandler goes, I love this joke, Chandler goes, didn't have a menu, so it's just a Chinese <laughs> just guy. Just a Chinese guy. But... What's a Chinese menu guy? Is this a thing from the 90s that we're not aware of? I don't but know, maybe it was a New York people, thing. Did people come around with just the menu? Yeah, like they only have a limited number of menus to hand around, so he had to retrieve them. Is that what they're suggesting? I don't really oh, understand. Maybe. I don't really... No, I genuinely don't really understand what that is. Because it's like a sort of in-person delivery. Like, <laughs> you just come over and just hold the menu to you. Because <laughs> yeah. he can't have just been delivering menus, which I could understand. You just pop that through the letterbox, wouldn't you? You'll yeah. be knocking on a door. Anyway. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe delivering menus. That makes more sense. Yeah. And then the joke is the Chinese guy didn't even have a menu. <laughs> Chinese just man knocking Chinese on the door. Guy. Yeah. Um, so they sort of engage in all this fast, don't they? And then Rachel's mum does come in and. And, they... and their expe- explanation to her why they slammed the door on her face <laughs> is that, oh, you, we thought you were Rachel, which is absolutely ridiculous. Clearly about four hours early as well. Yeah, like yeah, Rachel yeah, yeah, would just yeah. knock back. Yeah, so this is this is the great this is the great sort of first bit of farce, isn't it? There's there's that really nice bit as well as the two two person coat line where um, Rachel's mum starts saying something to Phoebe. Yeah, and Phoebe's mum just starts hysterically laughing midway through a sentence. Yeah, yeah that's a yeah, lot yeah, of really yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. And she goes, I can't wait to see how, where this goes. <laughs> yeah. I'm enjoying the start so much. Yeah. And then they have to shepherd her out, take the toilet. And they, they basically bundle Dr. Green out, don't they? Over yeah. to the other side. And that's where the second party starts. And that's where, a good bit, good bit of quick thinking yeah. on behalf of whoever second. Well, I was going to say that. In this episode, throughout, all of the characters are actually very quick thinking. Even yeah. Joey. You'll yeah. see later on, he does some pretty smart decoys. Yes. Uh, all of them are like working as a slick oiled team yeah, to keep is. this fast going. That's why I think the episode's so nice is A, because they're all in it's all together for most of it. But it is, you kind of get that glimpse into why these people are good friends because they are on that same wavelength. They are second guessing yeah. each other all the time. They are one step ahead of each other. And it is that kind of teamwork thing that makes them seem so close, I think. I mean, I know that is the entire premise of this episode and it's only a sitcom, but it's a fucking mad idea, isn't it? Just going, second party? Second two, party? Just two across parties? The hall? Just across the hall? That's, that, that's going to end well. Yeah. That's that's less hassle than just have two adults in the same room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what would have had to happen? You know, how bad would it have been? Yeah. To one just of them have this would one? have just left. Yeah. That's what would have happened. Also, what would the two parties have been? What would the one party have been like? Would it have just been the Monica party, the boring one? I think so, yeah. yeah. It would have been quite a full flat, I think, if they'd all been in the same place. Because there's, there's a lot of people There's, there's a lot about. of people, particularly in Chandler Good and Jones, point. by the end of it. There wouldn't have been enough Sam and Moose to go around. You would have hated that. 
I was not understand me. Or Flon. Glad I wasn't there. Flon. Flon slash Flan. <laughs> Second appearance of Flon, Pete. And this is a good, I think this is probably a good point to interject with. When did that come of, up before? Bit of podcast business. It came up in the very first episode of this podcast. Yeah. The one where Ross is fine and he makes fajitas and Flon. Yes, that's right. Now, I'm going to hand over to Steve now because Steve... So- has basically tried to uh, <laughs> attempt to live up to something that's happened previously on this podcast. So I saw that David tweeted uh, a few episodes ago about Christmas with the news bringing in. Um, he made a sandwich mm. that yeah. relates to the episode, which was a fantastic effort, and I thought it's a nice idea. And then when I saw the f- the flan in this episode, I thought, well, I could I could bring in a flan, <laughs> right? So then I started thinking, well, what is a flan? That's the first question I had because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what a flan is. I've no. never, I've never said the word flan. I don't even know. I'm saying it right now. Well, I think um, we say flan and flan. they say flan. Okay, flan. But I don't know. So anyway, I, I started thinking what a flan was, and then I googled what a flan was, and it's just a tart. It's just a tart, basically. We would call it a, like a custard tart. So then I went to went to first went to Sainsbury's this morning. They didn't have it. Then I went to Little Waitrose. And of course, Waitress had a much bigger selection of tarts. <laughs> and I have found a, I mean, it, this isn't exactly what it was, um, but I have brought a lemon tart. That's what we'd call it. Yeah. But I think if this was in America, Monica would call it a lemon flan. Which is good. So I've brought it. We've got it. We've it's got a flan effort, in the studio. It's right here. It's, it's wobbling. There's no candles in it. We're, uh, we're glossing over the reduced sticker. It was reduced. It was reduced. <laughs> reduced to what? <laughs> what kind of expense are we talking here? Um, it was three pound fifteen. It's now two pound sixty five. So not a huge reduction. No, but that's to make that's it, not much of a discount, really. No, but yeah, enough to make it worthwhile. Uh, and so I've got it. The ironic thing is, I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't even eat it. <laughs> You're lactose intolerant. Pete's in Leeds, so I've got to eat an entire fucking flan on my own now. Is Your challenge, the- Dave, is to eat the whole thing before the end of the episode. <laughs> is that how this podcast? It does actually look good, though. It does look really nice. I'm really, I'm trying to be on a health kick at the moment, so this is really, really. <laughs> I'll have a bit of it. I've got these pills I can take. That, that give me the lactase that I'm missing. In my, in just my second before body. you eat lactose? Yeah, just before, yeah. Oh, so man. then I can have a slice of the lemon t- flan. Oh, mate. Okay, right. We're so going to have some flan. Tell Chris Smith that everyone else can <laughs> play this game. You have to take a photo. Admittedly, he made a sandwich. I just went to Waitrose. <laughs> you went to Sainsbury's and Waitrose, mate. Two Don't shops. undersell yourself. Yeah. The one with the two parties, the one with the two shops. But there it is. We have flan. We have flan. Yeah, you went in pursuit of flan. You did well. There's and also, a- I do some research on what a flan is. But uh, you've just concluded that it's a lemon tart. It really didn't look like a tart, did it, on Friends? Well, okay, so here's the thing. On it, the Friends one, it didn't look like it had much pastry going on. No. It looked like it was just the kind of custody wobble. Mm. More like jelly, almost. Like a, yeah, like a, like a yeah, opaque jelly. Yeah, exactly. So what we've got here is, I think, the jelly's in the middle, but yeah, we have got pastry. Yeah, so it doesn't fun. look that like it. Look, mate, I'm not decrying your efforts. It's a good effort. It's enough. I, we do appreciate it <laughs> on this podcast. And to be honest, setting a precedent, Pete, where, and this makes no difference to you at all because you're in a different city, but setting a precedent where food. people bring food in. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, yeah. thrilled with that. I mean, there's probably some sort of food reference in most Friends episodes. So some people might have to really, you know, scrape the barrel to... The Thanksgiving episodes are going to be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you can have or, a lot to Whoever eat. has to bring in that um, that shepherd's pie that, uh, that Rachel makes. Oh, is it? <laughs> Trifle. Beef trifle. Yeah. yeah. I'd um, love if someone made that. The whole thing. Well, interestingly, we have a guest coming up who nearly chose that episode because they had made the beef trifle. No way. Previously, they've made one previously for some sort of friend's party. Right. Uh, but the flan does provide a another nice line that I really enjoyed where 
Rachel's trying to look on the bright side of these two parties once she arrives and she said, Hey, at least there's two two birthday cakes. Yeah. And Chandler says, actually, there's there's one birthday. One flan. Flan. <laughs> and then there's a lovely top out where he goes, Don't ask me, Monica was on the food committee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that there's multiple committees for these parties and clearly Monica is on every single one of them. Yeah, the entire there's there's probably at least five committees of which there is one member and they're, yeah. they're all Monica. Yeah, yeah, that's a great little joke. Um, by this time Ross and Rachel have arrived back now, haven't they? And Rachel has already revealed to Ross that she she knew about the surprise party anyway. Yeah. So what a bloody waste of time this has all been. Yeah. They could have just asked her which friends she wanted to invite. They sort of throw that away a bit, didn't she? She yeah. goes, yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew. Cheers. You'd be gutted, wouldn't you? <laughs> if you yeah. spent this much time yeah. on the party. Oh, I knew. Oh, you're you joking. At least just pretend you didn't classic know. Classic ungrateful Rachel. Yeah, classic um, Rachel. She's such a daddy's girl as well. That's the thing I don't like about Rachel. Her dad is such an arsehole as well. Yeah, he's such an arsehole, but she fucking sucks up to him so much. Yeah. And uh, as a mummy's boy, daddy's girls are my arch nemesis. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like her. No, in no, in no. these early series. You can't see it in his eyes, Pete, because you're not here, but it's real. No, it's I, can, real. I can <laughs> hear it. Yeah, I can really feel it. I like her later on. In fact, I love her later on. But early on, Rachel is not for me. Is that because... When you were younger, as a mummy's boy, you did you clash with daddy's? Like, did yeah, you feel like they were. Well, a daddy's girl never goes out with a mummy's boy, right? That's they, they're two right. polar opposites. They're not yeah. going to ever live together. So, yeah. uh, I guess I resent them for that. Yeah, fair enough. So, is your current girlfriend not a daddy's girl? No, I wouldn't say so. I'd no. say she's just a girl. There you go. Fine, <laughs> absolutely good match. Yeah, good match, guys. A mummy's boy can go out with a a girl, a girl, and then a daddy's girl has to just go out with her dad. I guess. <laughs> Stop trying to fuck your dad, weirdos. <laughs> It's getting it's getting darker than normally would. Sorry, at this stage. guys. No, that's fine, mate. You bring to the party whatever you want to bring to the to the, flan. to the two parties. You brought you brought the reduced flan, <laughs> and we cannot appreciate that enough. Rachel knows about the parties, and then she's immediately on board with the two party setup. Yeah, she doesn't really question that too much. No, she's absolutely she, fine. She's she she's she's at both parties, yeah. and uh, then the, the sort of fast continues from there. Well, so there's there's. I think maybe one reference to it that Ross Ross is questioned by Rachel's mum, who mm. basically says, "Ah, oh, you haven't been here for a while. Where have you been?" And yeah. he makes reference to the fact that he's got the shits from salmon moose. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but apart from that, there are very few problems caused by the fact that literally yeah. half the people you think are there aren't in this quite small room. And no one seems to notice, really, that Rachel, the actual birthday girl, yeah. isn't at yeah. the party for at least half the time, which is probably more understandable in the. The boys' apartment, yeah, where they're it's having just a great time, dancing and volleyball. Yeah, but in the Monica apartment, Rachel's just gone. I'm not playing this game. They're yeah. all sitting around basically in silence. Yeah, and she's out of there. So it's really just Rachel's mum playing parlor games with Rachel's male friends because all the yeah. girls are over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Gunther, <laughs> poor old Gunther. It's it's it's. I followed Gunther on Twitter this uh, this week, guys. Oh, really? This is this is an aside. But how many followers does Gunther have on Twitter? You mean the actor? The actor, James Michael Tyler, that plays Gunther. I reckon it's over a million. Over a million. I reckon he's got now, I'm going, I reckon about 50,000. James Michael Tyler, Gunther, 3,255 followers. No way. Yep. That's less followers than me. Right. That is the saddest thing I've ever heard. I feel like he does, I feel like he deserves... A bit more than that. Although he's probably sort of tweeted more things than he ever actually said in Friends. Well, here is the interesting thing. How many followers does Matt LeBlanc have? Joey from Friends. Arguably uh, one of the most famous men in the world, right? Yeah, yeah over a million. Got to be. He's got 470,000 followers. Wow. It's not enough, is it? I guess, lot, like, no. I guess because they're not of that sort of current generation of 
sort of social media famous that yeah. so, so, everyone's so, sort of forgotten, not forgotten about. And also, they weren't harsh. on Twitter when they were at their peak. Yeah, fame. No. Although Metal Blanc is now pretty on top of stuff, but um, it's really weird, isn't it? It's weird. You like the Friends it? cast. If Friends was around now, they would kind of have like I don't know, ten million at least. I imagine. Oh, they'd like hundred yeah. million. That's what I mean. I just like, like how many of like the Big Bang Theory guys got. They, they must have loads more. Um, anyway, back to the episode. Back to the episode. <laughs> Good job someone's steering this. <laughs> Get some direction to this damn podcast. <laughs> so you know how you mentioned how all the women are being funneled into Chandler and Joey's apartment? Yeah. But there are women in Monica's apartment. So I would be quite insulted if I was one of the women that Chandler was willing to allow to go into <laughs> yeah. Monica's. Like, that's, <laughs> that's quite a... Quite a put down. And also, if you're one of the men who's allowed into Chandler and Joey's party. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. You don't see them as a threat. I mean, we, we should say this is like, there's a couple of moments where Chandler doesn't shine in this episode. No, it, starts it very there. much shows pre-Me Too. <laughs> yeah, it's very pre-Me Too. He's literally funneling women into his apartment. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's nigh on trafficking. <laughs> He's yeah. just going, all the women in here, all yeah. the men can go to the thing that you've actually been invited to and tried to turn up to. Which is overly confident for a man who's wearing a tie at a house party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dress code's something else, isn't it? There are a few other ties. It's not just him, but, you know, he, he looks particularly grim. It's the style of the 90s, mate. Style of yeah. the 90s. Also with Chandler, there's that very questionable moment towards the end of the episode where he comes out of the his yep. apartment <laughs> and a girl goes running out and he goes, no, I'll, I'll be skins and you be shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Implying yeah. that he is trying to coerce if an unwilling female into taking, taking her, her top, top off in, and play a game of shirts and skins with him. In which, the middle of a party. In the middle of a party. It's the most laddie thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It's, it's like a frat party. And it's thrown away like a funny line and everyone laughs and then there's that nice moment where Chandler and, and then Rachel. suddenly he's the good guy. Yeah, then suddenly he's comforting Rachel. But you have to really dial that back because let's not forget, she is storming out of the party. Yeah. She's not just... If, if, if someone makes a drunken comment, if Chandler had gone, look, you, you take your top off? Yeah. At most, the initial reaction would have been, uh, no, mate, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. And just gone and talked to someone else. to storm <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. He must have been insistent. Let's not accuse a fictional character. You know, it, it is safe legal territory, but... but... Let's just say, if it was 20 years later, <laughs> yeah. she would be running out of that apartment straight to the newspapers. Um, there's also a strange, um, talking of Chandler, Chandler is loving this party like a man that's never been to a party. <laughs> yeah. So the, he, all the girls end up coming in. And from what I can see, and we don't know what's happening in his bedroom, they set up a volleyball court or something. Yeah. But it looks like quite a normal party, right? There's some music on. Yeah. Everyone's having a drink. Nice yeah. time. Yeah. And Chandler and Joey have this conversation where Chandler basically says, a girl just stuck her tongue down my throat. Yeah. And, and called him Dennis. And called him Dennis. <laughs> and he's acting like this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to... I mean, he's... 25 at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He must have kissed a girl by now. Yeah, but he's not kissed many, is he? No. He would be excited. Yeah. The strange thing is, though, did you notice what happens, how they break that conversation up? Doesn't someone say Dennis yeah. from the bathroom? She calls Dennis from the bathroom. Yeah. It's a bit weird, isn't it? She's yeah. just waiting in the bathroom. They've only got one bathroom. It's not It's not a two-bathroom apartment. Also, let's look into that a little bit, because if she thinks he's called Dennis, yeah. that means he has, again, tricked someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unwillingly to kiss him yeah. on the basis that he is Dennis. I don't understand who she... She obviously knows someone called Dennis and therefore has surely seen actual Dennis yeah. before. It's, it's like, like, do they look alike? And that's where the... I don't understand how she's confused when it's someone she clearly knows for Chandler. It's like a precursor to that storyline they have later on in the series where a woman leaves a message on the answer phone for a man and yes. Chandler pretends to be that man and has 
has a sort of semi relationship with her. Yeah, it's very strange, isn't maybe it? Maybe this, the, maybe this was what inspired it. They were like, "Oh yeah, Chandler's a creep." Maybe <laughs> Chandler's willing to pretend to be other men to to kiss girls. I think he could get her on his own right. That's the sad thing. Like the, the writers don't back him. Maybe lose a tie. Yeah, <laughs> lose, the lose tie. the tie. Hello, I'm John Holmes, and yes, the last thing you need is another podcast that takes apart a television show and hacks through it like a cough going through a pensioner. Except wait, because this is The The One Show show in which myself and my guests force ourselves to watch a week's worth of TV's The One Show and then analyse it all in far too much detail. It sounds like a terrible idea, and it is for us. But for you, it's entertainment gold that's all over a programme you yourself have no intention of ever watching. The The One Show Show, every Tuesday and Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of the, the nice subplots is the Ross, Dr. Green. Yeah. Um, which all builds up to this really nice moment where Rachel's mum... And it really like builds nicely. Really it? Like, well done. There's just like a little, very I gentle trickle of four beats. Yeah, four beats of Ross's. Go- I mean, talk us through the beat, Steve. Is well, this on your beat sheet? So I haven't got it with me, annoyingly. Uh, but at first, Ross is trying to chat to Doctor Green to keep him entertained. There's yeah. a lovely little interaction where he, he says, "How's the heart surgery going?" Yeah. And then, and then he makes a joke about all the good thing about all his his dinosaurs that are already dead. Yeah. And then uh, Doctor Green wants him to go and get. Him a whiskey, is it? Oh, scotch, 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 scotch yeah. Um, um, neat, 
Yeah. And there's that nice joke about cool and neat. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is lovely. There's uh, a couple of nice Ross moments in that interaction. The, the, yeah, he, he goes neat and Ross goes cool. Yeah. And then he yeah. uh, goes out of the next bit and goes, oh, righty-roo. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, <laughs> that's a weird time to first, the first, <laughs> first time to say righty-roo. Yeah. Um, anyway, then he, so he gets the whiskey, neat. And then, yeah, Rachel's mum notices that and says, oh, that's what Dr. Green drinks, Rachel's dad. So that's the first beat. So that's the first moment that she thinks... She sort of clocks that. And then he goes back out and uh, Dr. Green sends him in to get the cigarettes and glasses. So then he's back in the the staging room party and he comes out with the bifocals and the cigarette. So he then has to pretend to Rachel's mum that A, he smokes and they have to cover that he's wearing identical glasses to her dad. And Rachel's just like, yeah, very common glasses. (laughs) And they don't explain that Ross needs, why he needs bifocals. We're not, that's mad for someone of that age to need bifocal, one focal, you know, like, so there's that and there's that funny bit where uh, he pretends he's a big smoker and has to leave. So that's enough for uh, for Mrs. Green to think, wow, Rachel is dating her dad. Yeah. Um, so that's three triggers, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's enough. A drink, yeah, yeah. a drink, cigarette, and the glasses. Yeah. And I guess they're both doctors. Yeah, that's I guess true. it's the other similarity. Then there's that wonderful moment where he comes out of that the the the, the station room party, and then the the Doctor Green's just waiting for him and sees uh, Ross with the glasses and his cigarette in his mouth, and he and he says, "I was just moistening the tip." <laughs> also, the fact that Ross thinks he needs to put the cigarette in his mouth to prove to Rachel's mum that he's actually going to smoke it yeah. is proper like teenage yeah. psychology, isn't it? Yeah. Going like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, of course, I'm going to smoke it. Want to yeah. want to see me put it in my mouth so you know it's actually me that's a smoker. There's this tiny, very subtle moment as well when Ross first opens the door and sees Rachel's dad there, where he just like tilts his head slightly to try and focus while looking through the glasses as well, <laughs> which is very, very good. That's nice. Yeah. So there's yeah, that's two beats. Oh, so it's only three beats, and then the next beat is uh, Mrs. Green talking to Rachel, saying, "Darling, I think you need to go to therapy because you're dating your dad," which is so nice. Yeah, and it's all that just builds because because of Ross trying to keep Doctor Green out of the apartment. Yeah, and it's just like a really nice. The writers have clearly gone right. We've got them in this situation. They need to keep them separate. What could happen? Yeah. Like, what is them? And there are loads of things you could think of before you think of that. Like, yeah. that's they must have. They must have had loads of ideas to get to that. Yeah, that's point. nowhere near a first thought. Nowhere idea, near a first thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I love it. I think it's such a nice, uh, clean uh, build of yeah. the story. When he goes to pour the scotch, he pours a lot of scotch. Yeah, it's almost it's like, half the glass, like, isn't it? Like half a pint of scotch. Yeah. Uh, which should have been really Rachel's mum's first clue that he does not know. You're dating an alcoholic. <laughs> you don't have to drink scotch. Yeah. But my bigger problem here is why... Is there no booze at Joey and Chandler's? Well, I think that every time, yeah, maybe it's just the scotches over there. Right. So the scotches at Rachel and Monica's, but all because the, they're not just going across the hall every time they want a drink, are they? No. That would ruin the whole then, yeah. palaver. One of the people who Phoebe is trying to, well, people traffic out of Monica's into uh, the other apartment says, is it true there are beers over there? So mm. there's yeah. some booze, but we don't see it. So we think it's just sophisticated, yeah, high-end maybe it's booze high-end. at Monica's. Yeah. You can have a neat scotch, but you can't have a beer or a Jagerbar. Yeah, it's just light over yeah. in the... Uh, and that's the other brilliant subplot that builds so lovely, which is the Phoebe being a smuggler, being a PC smuggler. <laughs> yeah. Which at first there's the obviously happens with um with Gunther and there's the joke about the coasters, someone hasn't used a coaster as a distraction, <laughs> yeah. then she gets him out. But then I think it's the next beat 
where oh, there's two more beats where a man comes over to her and says, I hear you can get, yeah. get people out of here. And then that's the sort of first premise of the idea that she's a smuggler. Yeah. And then the next beat is that lovely interaction where she's talking to like three people going, you've got to go now. And it's like, can I go and get my coat? I'm like, no, there's not there's enough no time. time. There's no time. Yeah. And then that bit about she says that everything you've heard is true. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. In fact, the performance of Phoebe saying that someone... Um someone hasn't used a drinks coast. She said there's sort of a, is it like water rings or something? In yeah. fact, she delivers that bit so well that there is actually audience applause as well when she does that. Yeah, that whole prison break sort of plotline smuggling stuff. Beautiful. And then, oh, actually, I guess that does climax in Monica catching Phoebe, smuggling people in. Right. Uh, and then she says something like, they've worked hard. It's a Saturday night. Let, yeah. them, let them live their lives. <laughs> yeah. Which is the point where you go, God, just being at Monica's party. I know it's I know it's the, the whole so point of it, shit. but it's so dry. It's so drab. It's so awful. And there's that the, uh, it's a really nice payoff when Rachel's mom eventually is leaving that party, which just in one sentence sums up sort of Monica's hosting. And she goes, I've left my 10 verbs on the kitchen table. Yeah. You be sure to send me that poem. <laughs> send which me is the poem. Wonderful. Yeah, but then there's a nice switch of that later on where after Joey's kissed her, the mum, yeah. uh, as, as one of the final bits of farce, she says, oh, this is the best part I've ever been to. Yeah. And it, kind of, it lets Monica go, fine, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a really nice switch. Of Monica that. vindicated, yeah. finally. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is where we're at now, isn't it? We're at the final bit of farce, which all takes place in the hallway. Yes. Um, and there's basically them dancing around and there's that really nice visual physical bit where Ross, Chandler and Joey are sidestepping yeah dancing provide like a noise wall yeah <laughs> just to let dr green go he doesn't question it <laughs> like no. i get from rachel's mum's point of view she's like oh they're a bit pissed but he's what's he thinking at for, that point for, for quite a cantankerous man you yeah. think he would have raised an issue with that but he doesn't yeah. uh, and then phoebe finds dr green in the apartment and it's all it all starts to unravel because actually yeah. he's safe in there now they're saying goodbye to rachel's mum in the hall dr green is what's dr green's name uh, do we ever know this i'm not sure we ever know isn't there a bit in one episode where Ross uses his first name and then realises that he shouldn't? Feels like a Googleable moment, doesn't it, this? Dr. Green. <laughs> All right, okay, guys, I had to Google this. And I can't imagine we've ever heard this because if you had to guess Dr. Green's first name, what would you guess? Francis. Pete? <laughs> Charles. Leonard. Leonard oh. Green. Have we heard Have we heard no, ever don't. referred to as Leonard? No, I, I don't, I don't recognise that. So where's that come from? Right, well, exactly what I'm trying to scroll What's through. he listed on the credits as? Dr. Green or Leonard Green? Um, I think Dr. Green. That's a great question. Another great question. Um, oh, trivia, though. This is his first appearance. Yeah. The one Who with the two it? parties. First time we see Leonard Green. Yeah. But there you go. You don't see him many times, though, do you? No, he pops up uh, time to time. He goes to dinner with Rachel and Phoebe once, doesn't he? When yeah. Rachel's pregnant. Yeah. But yeah, that's just a bit of trivia for you guys. Great, Leonard Green. Doctor Green's him. first name. Name, name suits him. So it yeah, they, they do it, the yeah. wall. They do the wall. He's stuck in the Monica apartment. Yeah. Phoebe thinks he needs to get out of there. So then there's that moment where she opens the door, and then they just do more noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How does she keep her in there? So she doesn't. In the end, he she she says, "Do you want a creme de menthe?" Oh yeah. And he says, "No, I need to be going back to my chateau in a really weird way." Yeah. So then she shouts, "Well, I guess we'll be going back in the hall then." And then that's yeah. the point at which Joey grabs Mrs. Green. And this is where there is a slight inconsistency because at that point they can hear through the doors. Right. Yeah. Whereas throughout the episode, there is we just have to assume that they cannot hear the parties either side of that corridor. That's a very good point, isn't it? Whereas suddenly, when Phoebe wants to shout, they're like, "Oh no, these these doors are quite thin." Also, when Phoebe is attempting to get Rachel's dad out of the apartment, 
after the party is finished. Behind them, there are still two people sat on the sofa doing absolutely yeah. nothing. Doctor Green does not question why they're uh, in, the, in, the, in the staging <laughs> yeah. area. Why are two strangers here? Why are they he probably allowed? just assumes they're the staff. To be fair, I think Leonard Green's the sort of man that would have yeah. staff at a party. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, but they, then Phoebe takes him back in the hall. Joey grabs Mrs. <clears> Green. <throat> Sandra, we know her name. We know she's Sandra. Yeah. And um, gives, gives her a, a gives big her old a kiss. Proper old smooch. Which is great for a divorced lady to get. Well, she's had, she's had a wonderful <laughs> evening. She's about to get a poem made up of her 10 favourite verbs. Yeah, and she's she got to kiss Matt LeBlanc. Snogged Matt LeBlanc, who has a, you know, surprisingly few followers on Twitter, but she is doesn't there, know that at the point. Is there an implication that maybe Joey's going to bang the mum and not call her back? Is yeah. That- <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think that's what we're all worried about at that stage. That is yeah. the one moment where the girls are happy to let Joey hit on yeah. someone they know. That's where they're using his sort of creepiness as, yeah. a, as a positive. Yeah. And it all comes out. The What's very it? best moment there, sorry, before we move on from this bit, the very best moment for me in the whole hallway trying to keep them apart thing is when Ross, uh, Dr. Green tries to open the door to come into the hall from Joey and Chandler's and Ross pulls on it <laughs> yeah. and leans back Still and makes reference it, yeah. to he's practising for water skiing. Yeah, And it's a really great bit of physical comedy. David Schwimmer just sort of leaning back, holding this doorknob. That um, is great, I'm, yeah. I'm preparing for the uh, water skiing. He sort of hinges on his knee, doesn't he? He's ro- yeah. resting on his knees and follows the door as it opens and shuts. Yeah. Um, and there's also, we've sort of skipped over the beautiful moment. This is what Friends does really well. Yeah. Of like, it can be relentlessly funny for 21 minutes and they'll have a minute of sincerity and character kind mm. of uh, honesty and pathos. And there's just Rachel just sort of crying, just realising that her life is now two separate parents and this is what it's going to be like for her. And then Chandler, who we know has divorced parents, is the one there to talk to her. And it's just like this really great moment. He doesn't try not off. He doesn't try to say that it's going to be okay. He just yeah. hugs her. Yeah. And she, he's like, yeah, it's going to be shit. And there's a nice bedwetting joke. Uh, and I just, I love about friends. They just do those moments so well. Yeah. And that's what makes, that's what separates it from um, just a standard gaggy sitcom. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's because they've set up these characters and we actually care about them and we, and yeah. we, and we like them. And yeah, there's just these. But it's really those moments that make us like tender them, moments. Like, that's yeah, one exactly. of, there's not. That's one of the first moments. Like, I mean, I know it's serious too, but it's one of the first moments that makes you go, Rachel is a real person. Yeah, like she's quite vacuous in series one. Yeah, and you sort you you root for her because you want her and Ross to be together. But that's a moment where you go, oh, and I want Rachel to win. Like, yeah. I want her as a person. Then the you episode know, ends with the destruction of a flan. Yeah, it was a lovely callback with the volleyball. Yeah, volleyball into the flan. And having said that, I've just got a volleyball here. <laughs> don't destroy the flan. <laughs> Mate, it's bad enough you've only brought a lemon tart, but if you <laughs> now don't allow me to eat that lemon tart, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> Should we do the quiz? Let's do the quiz. How confident do you feel about a five-question attention to detail quiz, Steve? Not that confident, no? but we'll see. From a man that's literally written down... Yeah, the beats of the friends. I feel I've, fo- I've not focused on the, th- the right things, the details. No, yeah. and and this is where people quite often get unstuck. So I'm going to ask you, for example, question one. Yeah, which two? What, of- sorry, what did Chris Smith get on this, on this <laughs> quiz? Uh, Chris Smith got definitely at least four out of five. Did he get? Did he get five out of five in the end? I feel like the final question. Yeah, he didn't okay. get the name. Of- I don't know. Why I've got so much beef with Chris. I've never met him in my life. Yeah. It's just you know. <laughs> We'll set up a showdown at some point, don't yeah, you worry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a nice this man. is the extent. He did not get the name of the tutor that Phoebe uh, did lessons with at night school when she was doing a literature class. Fucking hell. Tony. Didn't get it. Wow. All right. Question one. Okay. Which two of Rachel's friends has Joey slept with? Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I don't know. 
is quite a good episode. This is going to be bad, actually. It's quite uh, a good episode for uh, for detail. I don't know. I've no idea. No, I'm sorry. I mean, I'd be honestly, I'd be a bit disappointed uh, in you if you got them. It's Shannon Cooper and Stacey Roth. Uh, why would you? Why would you ever get those surnames as well? Yeah, right. So, mate. Question two: What is Doctor Green's job? Doctor is not an adequate answer um, here. No, he's a. It's it's a heart surgeon basically. But yeah. it's, the word they use is uh, it's like cardiovascular. Yeah, vas- 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 vascular, vascular surgeon. Vascular yeah, you surgeon. Can yeah, you can have that. Absolutely. Yeah. There we go. Back rough, on track. Rough. Still on track to draw with Chris Smith. <laughs> Question three, and this is one that I like to bring up just to discuss how and why this has happened. Which celebrity apparently has the same glasses as Doctor Green? I just love these uh, references to people that that are so irrelevant in 2019. I remember clocking that and I remember thinking, I don't know who that is. Yes. I don't know the answer then, but I remember him saying it. Uh, it's Neil Sedaka. Oh, who is that? He's a singer, mate. Uh, He's a singer. Not so relevant, isn't 2019, is he? No. Uh, question four. What sort of tournament is Monica trying to start at her party? Oh, but Boggle. Yes. <laughs> yes. A Boggle oh, tournament. Oh, God. This is so oh. stressful, guys. Two out four is not too bad, though. Well, Christmas can be so fucking smug. <laughs> I love this rivalry we've created out of absolutely nothing. When you tell him, or if you ever find out, he's like, who the fuck who is this guy? Yeah. I've never heard of him. Steve Bruchea. What? Why has he got so much beef for me? Question five. See if you can beat your arch nemesis, your old arch nemesis. Uh, what did Rachel's mum apparently spend $1,200 on? For context, Dr. Green's ranting at Rachel. It's one of the oh. things he's annoyed about her for. And apparently one of the reasons they're getting divorced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he talks about his boat. Yeah, you work and you work and you work uh, on a boat. Is it handbags? No, it's bonsai trees. Oh, mm. oh, of course it is. Yeah. I knew that. One of those ones where as soon as you hear it, you're like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Two out of five, mate. Not good enough. Not bad. But two not out of five. Enough. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Is that about average? Uh, yeah, two to three is average. Okay. Um, Adam Hess is coming on the podcast in a few weeks. Oh, he'll know he's freaking Rain Man. He texts me to say, whatever else happens, I need to win this podcast. <laughs> so I think he's prepping yeah. to a high degree. What episodes he doing? Uh, oh, that's a great question. He's not let me know yet. Oh, okay. He's a few weeks away. He'll memorise the script or something. He's a yeah. freaking psychopath. <laughs> Anyone else you want to start beef with? Smith. Hess. It's so a character as well. I'm normally so nice to everyone. Steve, who else do you hate, mate? Who oh, else do you hate? While we're on it, uh, <laughs> no, I love, I love us, and I'm sure Chris Smith is the nicest man. He is a very lovely man. Um, um, on that note, thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks friends so much for having me, genuinely. I've loved that. Yeah, we've had thank a nice you time. very Enjoyed much. Chatting about friends, uh, and we say this to people uh, fairly regularly, but uh, you do the maths. There's 240 episodes of Friends, and we do not have enough friends. So at some point you will receive another text. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> so once we run out of f- friends... Yeah, you haven't got as many friends as Rachel. I mean, Rachel's bloody party could do this podcast for a couple of years, yeah, but I just don't think me and Pete have that pulling power, do we, mate? We're not Je- we're not Jennifer no. Aniston in the 90s. Oh, boy, you're not. Um, so so start, start thinking about your second favourite episode. And boy, am I going to do better in the quiz. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me, guys. All the best. Thank you. Hello, we're still here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Ooh, very enthusiastic. Uh, you leaning into this bit there, Pete. 
Why? Did I sound really... Oh, I said hi quite enthusiastically. Did you? No, it just really sounded like you'd lost interest. Or maybe I moved away from the mic. (laughs) Hi! (laughs) That's better. The enthusiasm we expect. Uh, On next week's episode is the wonderful Nat Main. And Nat has chosen which episode? The one with the stoned guy. The one with the stoned guy. Season one, episode 15. And if you don't know who Nat Main is, she has been referenced on this podcast before. And all will be revealed next week. Bye. Goodbye. Great big owl. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.